This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. Hello, you're listening to Good Things, the show where we talk to good people who are doing good things. GE15 is set to take place on the 19th of November. Unfortunately, the EC has continuously refused to allow postal voting for out-of-state voters. So much like in GE14, a piece of the challenge is helping people get back to their hometowns so that they can cast their ballots. This year, four initiatives, which is Pulang Mengundi, Undi Rabu, Kapul GE and Kita Jaga Kita, have come together under one umbrella called Undi Banjir, with a mission to assist as many voters as possible to get back to their hometowns for the elections. So joining me on the show to discuss this is Naim Ahmad. He's the co-founder of Kapul GE, as well as Joe Lee of Pulang Mengundi. Welcome to the show, guys. How are y'all doing? Hey, I'm doing great. Great. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Joe, how are you? I'm fine. Before we get into this initiative, let's start on some overall thoughts on the timing um, of the elections. Um, Joe, what are your thoughts on elections happening um, on, the Nove- on the 19th of November, the timing of the dissolution of parliament, um, and all of that is, you know, elections is going to be happening um, during monsoon season. What, what are your thoughts on this? I think it's pretty obvious why it was done in such a manner and... Uh... We, we don't need to mention the reasons and all that, but it's pretty mm-hmm. obvious why they decided to escalate the elections and have it as soon as possible, despite the flood warnings. So what else can be said about that? <laughs> it is unfortunate. Uh, the fact that acting Prime Minister Smai Sabri announced GE15 during the monsoon season is, in my opinion, dishonest. Uh, even though people on the both sides agree it should not have happened in the first place, if he or his party actually cared about the right yet, uh, they should show it at the appropriate time, or not like this. Uh, even though it might be made in accordance with the law, but the decision is made for selfish reason and hence morally bankrupt. Let's talk about the initiative that um, you guys are a part of. Now, this Joe, this initiative, which is now called um, Undi Banjir, is a sort of extension or a continuation from 2018's um, hashtag Pulang Mengundi campaign. Tell me about the initiative and its origins. Initially, when the last elections rolled about, uh, I started uh, Pulamundi because of the Wednesday vote and people were struggling to go back. Uh, at that time, if I'm not mistaken, it was, uh, it was right, uh, you know, you had Idol Fitri around the corner or something. Raya was around the corner, I remember, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the new school session was uh, around the corner. Right. I remember those were some of the reasons that was thrown at me by a lot of people when we talked about when I shared my followers about how we should go out and vote, and everyone was saying like, oh, we've already made preparations for our kids, you know, all the back-to-school stuff. You, we've prepared uh, basically, our, you know, I think it was pre or post Raya, I can't remember. But everyone was saying like, oh, we had all our budgets there, and, you know, we're staying here, we got to go back there, so it's going to take a lot of cost. For families itself, some, some of them, uh, the parents are individually rest- registered in different areas, uh, they would have to face problems about who would take care of the kids, you know. So there were a lot of issues going about. And uh, it was just random on Twitter where I started and asked, uh, so uh, anyone want to help? Um, you know, can someone chip in and help this lady and her husband go back, you know, financially, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, the first person to jump on that thread was Hannah Alkaf, who eventually mm-hmm. became the founder of Kita Jagi Kita. So she inspired the whole Pulang Munguni movement. And uh, when I started it, it, there was so much response. 
And uh, we had fellow friends in Joey and uh, Tengku Elida who started up Undi Rabu, which were basically right. doing the same thing. We were looking for crowdfunding. We were trying to match make people uh, who were willing to offer funds and people who are seeking financial help. So, you know, it just organically uh, kind of took off. And then Kapul G14 came in the picture and we were like, hey, look, these guys are doing this. So we kind of loosely worked together, uh, but it was more of everyone handling their own initiative back then. Right. Because we didn't we didn't really plan anything. No, no one set out to change the world. Right. Everyone just wanted right. to do what they could to help. And uh, this time around, it's a little bit different because we're facing the poles and the floods. So it was a conscious decision for all of us to come under one umbrella to form Undi Banje where it would be a collective of initiatives that were born out of Twitter. Kita Jaga Kita was included, making it the four of us, mm-hmm. because they would help with the welfare and the flood relief and aid and whatnot. And also, we recruited two more new family members, which were global, which are Global Bursay and Undi 18, seeing that we're also talking about young voters this time around. And uh, everyone basically this time around came together because number one we needed uh, we needed to uh, pull resources. We have right. very limited funds, obviously. Crowdfunding can only go so far because obviously after the pandemic and after last year's floods, you know, everyone is facing donation fatigue. And we knew that you know money was scarce uh, in comparison to previously, and we needed to be smart about resources and plus. There were a lot more things that we learned along the way back then that we knew we had to address. So everyone coming together was a big help to address a lot of those issues. And at the same time, and more importantly, I think, uh, since we have seen so many people, so many average Malaysians step up to serve and help their fellow Malaysians, uh, especially throughout the floods last year, we thought, you know, we want to empower every Malaysian. Right. The word here is empowering because there are so many in- initiatives on ground, but a lot of them are doing things in small clusters or individually. And, you know, that while that's well-meaning, that doesn't really help sometimes. Mm-hmm. For example, during the floods, someone wants to do good. They come with 50 packs of food, but they don't know who to deliver it to. So we can't afford to waste any resource and we want to make sure that Everything is channeled to uh, those who need it. So this time around, it's empowering because we are calling for everyone to join us under our banner. And what mm. happens is, is that no matter how small your NGO initiative is, we having you in our database allows us to know that there's someone on ground in that particular locale. And we will reach out to you if let's say something happens. So for example, if you run something in Kota Baru, right? And you right. need flood relief aid, or if you're doing food distribution, or even a simple carpooling thingy. Mm-hmm. But you have a small number of people, or maybe you're doing it on your own, and you don't know who to work with and you don't know who to reach out to, reach out to us. We'll match make you with someone who's probably doing something similar. Or if there is a need that arises in that particular location, you are the person we will actively reach out to. And that uh, that works for uh, manpower or resources. And this 
especially I think helps to address several issues like the floods. So for example, we've targeted uh, several states we flood prone uh, uh, flood prone locations. Right. Talking about the East Coast, Kelantan uh, and Trungano, a bit of Central in Pahang, up north in Kedampolis, as well as in Sabah and Sarawak. Obviously, those are the ones that are being hit really bad uh, in the early stages of the monsoon. Mm-hmm. We don't know how things will be next month and in December. But if something happens, and this is what we found out the last floods, uh, we were cut off from many parts of Sabah during the floods. And calls for aid came in, and we found out that logistics when it was an issue. We could not deliver aid there because most of us were based in the Klang Valley. Right. So at most, we could buy something online and get it shipped online. But that's where logistics uh, provides a challenge for us because a lot of the roads are inaccessible, blah, blah, blah. So this time around, uh, the empowerment, the inclusion uh, of everyone under one umbrella uh, would result in something like this. We have someone uh, on the ground in Sabah. Uh, his name is Anas Amdan, and he runs his own uh, little NGO called Bantu. And Bantu right. works with a lot of uh, initiatives and uh, NGOs on ground around Sabah. So should there be a really bad flood situation in a certain part of Sabah, let's say in Ranau, and the roads are cut off, Anas will be the one who will be alerted to mobilize our our local Sabahan uh, friends. Right. Find the, the closest location who has the resources that they need. So, for example, they need food. Okay. Anas calls up all the initiatives. Who's nearest there? Who has food bags? Who has this? Who has that? They need hygiene kits. They need this. Once the, full, uh, the shopping list is fulfilled, they will mobilize the closest volunteers around that area. So it's really trying to get things done as fast as possible um, without being hampered by logistics. Malaysia is a big country, you know, and a lot of out, outreach uh, is hampered by the fact that, you know, we can't enter into remote areas. So now hopefully we can. And uh, yeah, that, that, that works for both the floods and the poles. And uh, that's the unique story behind why we all decided to be a little bit ambitious and kind of bring everyone together in this big movement and try and do something together. I want to get your your personal opinion on why this is so important to you. Because you could easily just not do this, you know, just focus on yourself and just go and vote and and come back. Why is this important to you? Uh, In Malaysia, we have the culture called Gotong Royong, you know, helping each other. Mm -hmm. Uh, Usually it's for weddings and the whole village will come to help you. So you can see that we are trying to bring that spirit to Undi Banje. Everyone play their part. I mean, this this, uh, this movement is not our day job, uh, except Mm -hmm. me in the last uh, election. Uh, We work together promoting the initiative for uh, almost at every social media platform. Uh, It was an overwhelming response. Uh, as a matter of fact, if I can speak a little bit about the Kapuji E14, the yes. hashtag Kapuji E14 managed to transport uh, approximately almost 15,000 Kapula connected voters from uh, various parts of the country to their respective constituency. And as we all know, for this time, more than 1 million young voters registered under SPR after Undi 18 gazette by the parliament. So we are expecting more than 30,000 kapula for this GE15. Joe, why is doing something 
like this important to you? It's important to remind the rakyat that we're in charge. Mm-hmm. We're in charge and we're responsible for the direction that our nation moves in. If we were to sit down and be complacent uh, with the mistakes and the inadequacies of the government, then we are as much to blame as those politicians. So right. Malaysians have to voice out and say, enough is enough. This has to be done. This has to be done. And this has to be done. I stay in Klang. So my home is in one of the worst hit areas in Klang. In fact, uh, while everyone was, uh, you know, kind of going on about December 18th, the worst floods in the whole country, my particular taman uh, had four major floods in six months. And the issue has not been addressed by the local authorities. So it, it is painful, it's distressing, and especially facing the polls. Uh, it's been a concern for many residents around my area. How are we going to vote? So again, you know, this kind of initiatives are, are important because we cannot sit down and just depend on the authorities to get it right. Because right. by the time they get it right, it's too late. Mm-hmm. So I think that's very well we gotta said. Get up. We've got to get yeah. up and, and do something about it. Definitely. Yes. If you stay somewhere near where you vote, for example, you know, it may be as easy as just waking up that morning, rolling out of bed and into the polling station and simple right, right. as that, right? Not floods, not with, withstanding. Okay. But what is the reality faced by many Malaysians who need to go back to their hometowns to vote? Okay, um, I mean, democracy has to be every day. Um, Malaysia mm-hmm. is a democracy only in form, but not in spirit. Uh, the EC has changed numerous of its procedures, for example, allowing our friends who are currently living abroad to easily register as postal voters online. This, however, uh, only applies to abroad voters who are riot from Semenanjung who work in Sabah and Sarawak and vice versa, continue to find it uh, difficult to vote since they must spend a significant amount of money travelling only to access their right. So right. these people, in my opinion, should be permitted to vote whether by mail or in person. Uh, it is 2022 already and our election process should be benchmarked against global best practice, uh, which would include to widen the reach of the ballot box to the voter as much as possible. And we see a lot of uh, enthusiasm. Uh, as a matter of fact, this is not my first time going back to vote. And mm-hmm. in the last few elections, from my personal experience, I can understand why it is really difficult to go back and vote. Uh, first, it's not cheap. Uh, everyone has a family uh, and obviously jobs. Plus, they need to plan ahead. Uh, having realized that, uh, organization is truly matter uh, if you look at how like in the last election. As important as this initiative, like Undi Rabu, Undi Banjir, all of that, right? Trying to get people back to their hometowns um, in, in time to vote and, and all of that. It's a fantastic initiative. But do you wish that these kinds of initiatives did not need to exist in, in the first place? Do you wish that, you know, that the government and the EC would just implement postal voting? In a perfect world, that would be the solution. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, in a perfect world, we would not need M- NGOs and you know right. all these initiatives on ground as well. So all of us uh, exist to plug holes within the system. Right. Unfortunately, we can only try and highlight the weaknesses of the system. However, it is up to the government to actually address those issues. 
And that has to be a very holistic approach. I mean, we're still trying to plug holes in so many other things. For example, one of the biggest topics that the world faces right now is food security. And in Malaysia itself, we have so many marginalized and vulnerable communities that face this. And yet, ask any NGO, any CSO, any initiative on ground, any soup kitchen, whether the government is really helping, and they would tell you the answer that you could expect. So, would have, could have, should have. (laughs) We can't sit down and wait for the government to get things right. We are plugging the holes. And hopefully along the way, the government whichever government comes in, will address those issues. And, you know, people like us get to go back to doing our day jobs. <laughs> <laughs> On the show with me today is Joe Lee and Naim Ahmad of Undi Banjir. After the break, I asked them how people can support this initiative. Keep it here on Good Things, BFM 89.9. Welcome back to Good Things. I'm Dashan Johan. And on the show with me today are Joe Lee and Naim Ahmad of Undi Banjir. So what would you say is different? Um, because Undi Rabu had its own unique sets of challenges in, in 2018. What are the unique sets of challenges of uh, that you guys uh, will be facing this time around uh, when it comes to Undi Banjir compared to GE14? One of the biggest challenges, obviously, the polls running during the height of the monsoon. Right. So smack in the middle of the flood season. The worries that we have is that, you know, there'll be a lot of people on ground who are volunteering as, you know, observers, paka, you know, as, you know, uh, poll coordinators, as party coordinators for their respective political affiliations and such. So everyone will be so busy with the polls, which is really important to us and our future. But we might face a shortage of manpower when it comes to flood relief. Especially right. that's hit us right, you know, before, during, or right after polls. So, you know, we really need to have this backup plan, if you must. And what Undi Banje and all the initiatives under it serve as is kind of like uh, a temporary, temporary relief to just supplement whatever aid that will be there. We're, we're a small number of people doing our best. We can only do so much. The numbers that we, that we you know, can show, for, for example, from the last elections or the last floods of how many people we help is barely a drop in the ocean. What we hope to do is to inspire more Malaysians to engage in volunteerism, to help their local communities and hopefully create this ripple effect where everyone starts believing in the Malaysian way of like Naim said, Gotong Royo, to help your neighbor, mm-hmm. to reach out to the person next door to you to help. If everyone did that, Malaysia will be a so much more amazing place. And here's the thing that uh, infor- reinforces our belief in that Malaysians are pretty amazing when it comes to things like this. Um, I did several interviews with uh, international press during right. the last general election when they were curious about Undi Rabu and Pulangundi and Kapul. Um, and their response when they found out what we were doing was, wow, this has never been done on this scale, you know, a nationwide crowdfunding exercise to try and bring back as many Malaysians as possible just to vote. 
All for right. them, for the international media at that point when I spoke to them, they found it unusual that uh, society at large would jump on this and make this such a big thing. And the small numbers that we helped um, sparked that, you know. And hopefully this time around, we'll fan that little spark and hopefully have a raging fire and everyone will come in and everyone will help their fellow Malaysians. I think we've seen that during uh, the COVID-19 pandemic as well, mm-hmm. when, you know, Kita Jalkita took the lead and when everyone started, you know, jumping on the bandwagon, whether in a good way or not, we had multiple initiatives happen like Bandera Putih, Rakyat Jaga Rakyat, that were along the same vein as well. So Malaysians are amazing. We believe that. And the fact that we're still around doing this is testimony to the fact that Malaysians are, are, are there, you know, they're, they're present. We just need to keep reminding people that we're amazing and that we need to do this. Absolutely. And it is truly an all-hands-on-deck period we are in right now because usually, collectively, you know, we have to we, we think about one problem at a time. Undi Rabu, okay, focus on getting people to the ballot boxes. Last year's floods, okay, focus on flood relief and, and mitigation. But this November and November 19th, it's going to be two, two in one. We, we have to focus on the flood side of things and the relief and the mitigation and at the same time, help people get back to their hometowns and, and, and so on and so forth truly is uh, that, uh, you know, critical of a situation we are in right now. Um, Joe, I, I'm very curious, um, and Naim as well, um, how has the response been so far? And what I mean by that is heading into GE14, there was this massive wave of momentum. Um, you know, we were coming at the heels of Bursay protests and, mm-hmm. and all sorts of things. Um, there was a sort of heightened political consciousness at, at that period, Um of time among Malaysians. What has the response been like so far? Um, have there been a lot of people reaching out to ask for help? Uh, our goal is to promote and encourage people to go back mm-hmm. uh, to vote at their respective constituency. Yep. Primarily use the student and the first-time voter. Uh, they are the young ones. Uh, the distance that they need to travel to vote uh, is something that could bring so much difficulty and expenses. Uh, that's why we come up with the group and the idea of why don't we help them? Well, it's still early days because mm-hmm. as of uh, Friday, 21st October, um, undibanji.com uh, just officially launched mm-hmm. and uh, our social media uh, handles on Facebook and Twitter are officially uh, you know, on as of 12 p.m. So it's, it's still early days. We don't know exactly what the response will be like. But judging from Twitter alone, for example, right, we have so many people, you know, looking up uh, where they're going to vote, you know, openly voc- vocalizing that they're facing issues going back because of finances and such. So there is a lot of talk. There is a lot of chatter online. And uh, I think if people were to worry about uh, fatigue, you know, when it comes to the elections, I don't think that's an issue. I think people took the last two uh, by-elections, the last few by-elections as kind of like a a, a yardstick, you know, for measure. But I don't think that's really fair because I think over the first, sorry, not even the first, from the last elections uh, up to today, those by-elections were 
tiring for a lot of people because so much effort went into the general election. So by-elections mm-hmm. are seen as like a whatever, it will make a difference, big deal. It's just a political positioning for most parties. And uh, politicians who say, oh, people are getting tired, people are fed up, they should remember that they don't, that they don't speak for the rakyat. They don't speak for the rakyat at all. In fact, before even the last GE, before GE 14, you know, everyone was just reiterating the same thing, the same things that, you know, was, were being said all the time that the people are going to vote this person or this party because of this. Uh, people don't want this or people don't want that. Politicians and the government or whatever powers that be should understand they do not dictate how we feel. They do not dictate how we live. Given rising prices of everything, given you know more, more individuals and groups suffering post-pandemic, with the floods, with the falling ringgit, Malaysians will step up. That much I believe, you know. And uh, there is no question of, oh, Malaysians are, are fed up of, of going to the polls and they won't show up. We might, we might, uh, if the floods don't hit us bad, we might record a new uh, turnout record as far as I'm concerned. If people require assistance, how can people apply to your initiative, um, Undi Banjir, to seek assistance? Everyone can just go to undibanjir.com. Okay. To make it easier for everyone, that is the hub for everything you need. So our whole movement itself is summarized by our name, which is Undi and Banjir. So you have two major components of our campaign which is the polls and the floods. So if you were going to ask assistance, let's say for the polls, you click the undi portion of it and you'll see all the assistance that is extended there and you can apply there. Uh, if you want to donate, it's also you know, in the same place. Uh, likewise, uh, for transport and everything, for couple GE15 and such, that is under the poll section. It's all there as well. For the flood section, you know, for flood relief and assistance and, you know, a list of everyone basically involved in all the operations on ground, you would have all the listings under the flood section thanks to Kita Jaga Kita. So it, it really is a one-stop center. So undibanje.com is your best friend. we definitely need help from everyone you know this Mm -hmm. is not going to happen if we don't have uh, the cooperation and the help of fellow Malaysians and no one is unimportant or insignificant to not be able to contribute anything so for example if you wanted to help you know every cent does matter but you know, if you can't afford to donate in terms of uh, financial uh, financial uh, expenses, maybe help us in another way. Join Kapul GE15, for example. Like, for mm-hmm. example, I'm staying in Klang. So my area, like I said, you know, it is a very flat-prone flat area. Right. So I'll be keeping an eye uh, open for, you know, whether the rains hit us or not. I live in a community that is predominantly very uh, pensioner- you know, pension, uh, pensioner-friendly kind of environment. Right. So we have a lot of elderly folks here. We also have young families who are lower M40, upper B40 maybe. So I would 
I, I, I would, on, on polling day, I would just bring up my car and I would be servicing my own neighborhood. Mm-hmm. You know, so right. people can just do something as simple as that. Mm-hmm. You have a motorcycle and that's it. You know, pump 10 ringgit of, uh, of petrol mm-hmm. and volunteer. Find out the people in your area. Have they voted? If you are feeling up to it, go knock on doors. You know, your neighbors, ask them, have you voted? If they say they haven't, if they say they don't have transport, give them a ride. That helps. Every little bit helps. Every vote is important and every contribution to get a vote is important, no matter who the vote is for. Again, the point of this whole exercise um, is not to benefit any political party. The point is for every Malaysian to be able to exercise their democratic right and privilege to cast their vote to choose the leaders for our future. Yeah, people can support by offering their available seat for their right journey. Like by by sharing the right, they actually reduce the fat and their and their carbon footprint too. Not, not only that, by supporting carpooling, but you can actually reduce the traffic congestion on the highway going back to vote. If you don't even have your own right, for example, mm-hmm. to help, yeah, yeah. and you don't have money to to spare, you know, to donate, mm-hmm. maybe just amplifiers on social media. You know, amplify calls for help, amplify mm-hmm. offers of assist uh, of assistance. So there are many ways a person can help, an individual can help. And believe me when I say that every Malaysian has to feel empowered because we do have the power in our hands to change our own future, no matter how small. Before we wrap this conversation up, would y'all have a final message for us um, heading into GE15, especially on the importance of voting? We'll start with you, Naim. Election day is right around the corner. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone who didn't care about politics before today has suddenly made them realize election really do have consequences. Uh, our futures are on the ballot uh, box. Uh, the good news is that we have the power to forge a different future. So with just one vote, you can make history. And then I would like to encourage people to go out and vote because your vote is your right and no one can take it away from you. And it's not the voting, it's democracy, it's the counting. So I really hope that we can make our country a better place again. After all, Malaysia is our tanah tumpahnya darahku and we always be. Yeah, Joe? For me, I just want to remind people how it was before GE14. We were told to accept things as they were. We were told constantly every day that it is what it is. You can't change, you can't change things that, that are so deep-rooted. But GE14, the Rakyat rose, we spoke up, and we were heard. And therefore, there was a shift for the first time in 60 years. Who would have thought that the country could actually you know, do such a turnabout? And while the last few years have been quite painful for a lot of people, I think you know, people have kind of realized that not only is change possible, change is needed especially when we are faced with circumstances like floods and the pandemic and such, more than ever, we need a government that's accountable, that's transparent, and that prioritizes the rakyat. And therefore, as Naim said, go out and vote. It doesn't matter who you vote for. Well, it does matter, but you know, <laughs> a vote is a personal choice. So no matter who you vote, you need to go out 
and vote. You need to go out and protest with your vote if you feel something is not right. You need to go out there and affirm your choices by casting that ballot. You need to make that change, not just for yourself, but for your future generations, for your family, for your loved ones. You need to go and vote. I'm begging everyone to go out, come hell or high water, find a way, cast your vote, let it be heard, let your choices be, be the help that we need to make our future a little bit more better for Malaysia. We live in a beautiful country. Let's keep it that way. And on that wonderful note, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. <laughs> I've been speaking to Joe Lee and Naim Ahmad of Undim Banjir. If you missed any part of the conversation, you can also check us out on podcasts. We're available on the BFM app, bfm.my, or pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm Darshan Johan, and this has been Good Things, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.